Well, hey no, there. You go for it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> long pause. You got me. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Create Radio Show. I'm Jason Evans. With me is Kyle Lee. And over there on the mix is producer Chris. Let's get started. Well, everybody, it's just us fellas today. Unfortunately, Kyler was unable to be with us in person, uh, but we do have some special uh, special uh, uh, technology advancements for us later in the show. But before we get to that, uh, how has your week been? It's great. It's been groovy. Groovy. I was hit by a student. Seriously? Yeah. Intentionally? Yes. Wow. It was a... Awesome Monday. <laughs> Hit me in the stomach and then whacked me in the face with his backpack. My goodness. What was the motive? Uh, if you can share. I, I wouldn't don't know. Let him, yeah, is yeah, this, yeah. Can we share? <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't let him uh, lay on the floor and do his origami like he wanted to. You would make him sit at his desk or at a table? I just, yeah, I just told him he couldn't lay on the floor and do origami while we were doing math. I see. So he wasn't so, supposed you know, to be obviously. doing origami. No, he wasn't. He's really good at it, though. Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> That's good. Well, man, that is a that is a great way to start the week. Chris, how about you? <laughs> uh, nothing exciting like that. It's been pretty mundane, honestly. That that was that was pretty exciting, Kyle. I don't know. See, those are that's why I know I'm not a school teacher because, like, I don't really know how I would react in that situation. Um, I mean, I don't think I would be like. You want to go? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I would be throwing down or anything, but it's just, it's just, that's why it's better for me not to be a school teacher. Yeah. Luckily, I'm like, uh, when it comes to violence, at least, I am a big time pacifist. Yeah. And uh, I've always hated fighting. Like, I'm, I would never, I don't know, I'd never bow up to anybody. Yeah. But when it comes to like, a war of the words, you know, obviously I'm all in. Yeah, yeah, I could but, cut somebody uh, down with, with words for sure. And, like, today I had already beat my entire class in a race. <laughs> um, I don't know if we talked about that on here. That was a few weeks ago. And then the other third grade class, a couple of them thought that they could beat me and I had to prove them wrong. Uh, so So what you're saying is maybe you deserved it? Is that is that what you're saying? No, I'm just saying like those types of like challenges I'm up oh, for. Okay, like yes, humiliating a third grader that way. Yeah. Like showing them that a thirty year old man is more physically able to win a race than a nine year old. Yeah. Obviously I don't have enough humility to let that one slip by me. Yeah, definitely. But when a third grader hits me in the face with his backpack, I don't I mean I, it's easy for me to just let well, it slide off the back, well, walk over to the intercom. I need someone to come down here, please. Nice. Well, good call, man. Good call. Yeah. You're talking about... Like I said, when it comes to the sports, yeah, 
Come at me, bro. Yeah. That's what, as Chris would say. <laughs> well, when you you mentioned, you know, it's uh, a war of words is one thing, but um, you know, you're not one to bow up. I remember, Chris, you'll need to take notes on this. Camber uh, and I were engaged, and we were uh, at the mall in the parking lot and trying to find a parking spot. And there were these three dudes who were probably like in their early twenties, maybe late late teens, and uh, they were just like walking in the middle of the road. And so she couldn't get by him and they're walking towards us. And like, so she's driving and she, she like, you know, sticks her hands up. Like, she's like, what, what, get out of the way. I need you guys to get out of the way. And I'm sitting there just quiet that I know like, you know, this could escalate. And finally they get out of the way and we park. And I was just like, okay, you need to understand if they, if you escalated that situation, I'm the one who has to <laughs> defend your honor. <laughs> Like I'm the one, and I don't really want to have to do that. So just please, please be aware of that. Have you and Libby run yeah. into that at all, Kyle? Oh, not no, nothing, nothing really. I mean, there might have been one incident, but it was just more awkward than anything. And then, like a couple, I have a para professional in my class who's with a student, and um, a couple times people have been rude to her. She's a sixty year old, sweetest lady on earth, and that's when I've been more apt to like, mm. you better, you better stop that right now. Yeah. Like you don't mess with like the grandma of the classroom. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, Chris, I think I would be that way with, if someone was messing with my kids too, yeah. it's like, well, I'm going to lose my job. So yeah. Well, Chris, get ready. It's, it's coming just a few more weeks, man. Yep. A few more weeks. Get ready, yeah. Chris. I've been, I've been, um, falsely, uh, accusing people of things under your name out there just to <laughs> test your patience. And so there's a lot of mad people out there. Yeah, just preparing and I you. gave them your address. I sent out pictures of you. And, man, but God's going to do something through this. So <laughs> Yeah, so get ready, Chris. Oh, thank you. Thank just you, Kyle. Be prepared. Well, uh, uh, that, was a, that was a great week that was, everybody. I mean, that's uh, full of challenges for Kyle, full of the mundane for Chris. And um, I couldn't even tell you what happened in the last week for me. But um, Plus, I got a new fence. Oh, you did? Nice. Did you install it yourself? No, definitely not. Okay. You're not a fence builder. I think I could, but I mean, it was my neighbor was willing to split the cost. Nice. And it, even though it was my fence. Yeah, that's always and nice. And so I was like, sure, I can do that. Sweet. The joys of homeowning. Again, Chris, Again, get ready. It's, it's coming. You'll, yeah. you'll, you'll get to experience it someday. Um, but, uh, well, the week that was, that was great. I, I do want to mention uh, here towards the beginning of this episode, this is Holy Week. Uh, yesterday was Palm Sunday, and so we're embarking on the, the, the Passion Week or, or the Holy Week. And uh, so I hope that's going well for you. But um, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of circle back around to that towards the end of the episode. But, guys, um, I think it's time. Wait, wait, wait. What? Just real quick. Can we... Get a little sound snippet to go in there, right? When you say Holy Week, where it's just like, Holy cannoli! <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, I think it's time to go ahead and segue into our top three. And I mentioned that Kyler will be joining us through the the value of technology. And uh, it was her week to bring top three. So we thought, let's let her bring top three. So, um, Chris, can you cue uh, up Kyler? Top three. Hey, boys. <laughs> This week's top three is your top three favorite game TV shows. Top three favorite game TV shows. TV game shows. <laughs> TV, yeah, probably what you meant. Um, game shows. Okay. No, so not yeah, shows about gang members. No, game uh, ma, with an M. <laughs> okay. Um, so game say, shows. Games of New York. That's a movie. Oh, okay. And she, she clarified they have to be on TV. 
also. Um, so I guess mm. if you watch an internet game show, it doesn't count. But um, before we get to Ooh. our answers, let's go ahead and see what Kyler had to say. We'll go a little bit out of order today. Family Feud, Wipeout, Wheel of Fortune. Family Feud because Steve Harvey's hilarious, and the guests never have any idea what's going on. Um, Wipeout because when I was little, there's like, I think a Japanese version of Wipeout that my dad used to watch before bed. And so funny. And then the one Wheel of Fortune because Pat is a lizard. (laughs) Pat and Vanna White are lizards. I stand by what I said. Your turn, guys. All right. So that was it. Kyler's was uh, Family Feud, Wipeout, and Wheel of Fortune because Pat and Vanna are lizard people, apparently. So, um, Kyle, do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Um, The GOAT, G-O-A-T, greatest of all time, Jeopardy, obviously. Mm. I love Jeopardy. Um, I I mean, I I just watch it show after show on Netflix, the old ones, even if I've seen it. Still watch it, love it. Um, the this new version of the Weakest Link I also love. I like anything the trivia Jane, based. Oh, with yeah. Jane Lynch. Yeah, that Weakest Link? I, I like the new ones. I don't. I mean, I could say I like the old one. I don't really remember it that much. So, mm. um, and then third one, I don't know. Game show. I'm guessing like. The only other like rea- show that's even similar that we watch like that is The Voice, and it's not really a game show. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if that so qualifies. Is that a reality show? Hmm. It's like a I don't know. I mean, you end up it's winning money, right? Yeah, I guess it would qualify. Yeah, I guess so. Right? I don't know. Uh, one that I do not like that I used to like is I don't even remember what it's called. The Wall. Yeah, there we go. The Wall. Oh yeah, the wall I vaguely. Stresses I think I me saw, out so badly. I saw like part of one episode of that. So you didn't oh, like man. it, but you watched it, or you did like it, and now you don't. We watched several of them, and then it's just it's it stresses me out too much because you know it's just all chance. Yeah. And so like there's a trivia element which is awesome, but you can still walk away with zero dollars, and I that's what I hate about it. Okay. Mm, you don't like the trivial, or like the make it or break it situations. I don't like the chance stuff. Like yeah. I, if you. Go on there and answer the questions correctly. I think you should have the money. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Uh, do you got yours, Chris? You need to think a second. I'm trying to think of my third one. Okay, so I'll I'll go ahead and get mine. Uh, Jeopardy for me, number one all time. Uh, you know when it's on Netflix, we'll even go back back and watch the old ones. Um, definitely number one. Uh, number two, I don't watch it a ton, but I've caught it recently. But the new Who Wants to Be a Millionaire with Jimmy Kimmel. Um, they've, they've made enough like updates that they've really sped the game up that I like. Um, and so, but it's, it's pretty engaging. Uh, Kimball's definitely no Reege, but, um, but he does a good job and it's, so it, it, they've, they've just sped it up just enough that I think it's still good. Um, and then, uh, Will of Fortune is good. We don't just don't watch a lot of game shows anymore. Um, but uh, so Will Fortune's kind of a just a good old fashioned one. There was one she didn't clarify it has to be on TV now, um, but there was one that I remember. There was only one season of it on ESPN, and it was called Beg, Borrow, or Steal. Do either one of you guys remember this? I don't remember that. Okay, so it was. I mean, it would have been like 15 years ago now, but it was they got these like former college athletes, 
and they it was kind of an amazing race type thing. Like they weren't on teams, but they they were given like a, a thing they had to accomplish that day. And it usually ended up they had to use like their connections to meet like Bobby Knight or Mike Shusevsky or something, and he would have a clue for them, but they had no way to get to him. And so they had to figure out how to get to him. And so I, I enjoyed it because I like sports and um, it was just kind of neat. But I love the premise of it and that, you know, however you get to the end of this is how you do it. So, Chris, what do you got? Okay. Uh, I would have uh, Wheel of Fortune. Um, I always liked watching The Price is Right at my grandparents' house when I was little. Um and then third, another TV show that or game show that I always loved when I was little was a uh, Nickelodeon's Double Dare. Oh yeah, that yeah. was a good one. So yeah. those are my three. What was the other one? Uh, Legend of the. I Hidden really like Temple. figure. Hip, yeah, oh, yeah, I like figure it out. Figure it out. Yeah, that's a good one too. That's a good one. Nickelodeon. Summer Sanders. They had some good. They did have some good mm-hmm. uh, uh, game shows. Nickelodeon. I forgot all about that. Yeah. Well, uh, this has been our edition of Top 3 this week. So uh, thank you, Kyler, for bringing that. This has been Top 3. Guys, let's just go ahead and uh, push right through. There's been uh, some happenings in the news, in Oklahoma especially. So for uh, all of our out-of-state listeners, I apologize for this. But Oklahoma has kind of become the the, uh, new uh, movie hotspot in recent days. Just in the recent weeks, uh, The Killers of the Flower Moon, the Martin Scorsese uh, film that it is about the uh, the uh, planned murders of the Osage Nation uh, Indians uh, during the 1920s when the FBI got involved with that. Um, it, it's a great book. I'm looking forward to the movie, but Scorsese's directing. Robert De Niro's in it. Leo DiCaprio's in it. Jesse Plemons. Um, great cast, but Leo has been spotted. Scorsese was spotted many months ago just hanging out in the Fairfax coffee shop. And uh, that's kind of cool. That's cool. Do you guys, do, are you familiar with that story at all? Zero percent. Chris? Honestly, zero. I've heard okay. the title, but. Well, it's, I mean, you know, I, I grew up in that area. It actually takes place right in Kyler's hometown. Um, so I'm sure she would have a lot of thoughts. But David Grant wrote the book, Killers of the Flower Moon, came out a couple of years ago. And I read it. And, like, I just remember thinking, like, I, I told my wife as soon as I read it, I was like, someone's going to option this for a movie. And then, like, three months later, it's announced that Scorsese optioned it. And uh, so it's like, well, of all people, I'm glad that, that he's the one taking the reins. But it's just a crazy story. Uh, it's Oklahoma-based. And so when you're from that area, you read all these town names and you read all these places, and you're like, I know exactly what they're talking about. So it's yeah. kind of interesting. Awesome. No comments? That was probably too long of a ramble. I apologize. No, I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait. Now. I've been watching uh, Amend, Will Smith's thing on Netflix. Oh, Yeah. And I mean, it's not about Native Americans, but it's about, uh, you know, about slavery and about the 14th Amendment, Mm -hmm. um, which is just the amendment that basically gives citizens citizenship, um, all people citizenship. And it's just, I don't know, it's just been crazy to look at the history and just kind of what you said, like me or Chris had no idea about any of that. And I mean, that might just be common, but there's just, it makes you wonder, like the things that were taught you know, even in public mm-hmm. school or Chris's case at home. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, it takes me back to the Tulsa uh, ma- race yep. massacre, you yep. know, how... Which is the 100-year anniversary yeah, which coming like, up. Growing up, if we heard anything about it in, like, our history books, it would have been called, a, first of all, Tulsa race riot, Yep. right? And then, like, we didn't... It was just glossed over. All these little things are glossed over and um, really uphold, like, 
these heroic white men as like pioneers. And while the whole time we've been, we started in the Eastern part of the country and just kept on pushing native Americans further and further, made them promises, broke the promises, killed them, took their land, made them, gave them new land, made them promises, broke the promises, took their land, all sorts of crazy stuff. I know like your story is not like that, but it's just, one more thing well, like oh a bunch of native americans were dying that's probably why yeah. we didn't hear about it yeah like and it's it is you would think in oklahoma especially you would hear about it um that it would be a part of your history um yeah like the tulsa race massacre the riot like you said like i remember learning about it one day in like eighth grade um and you know but that's just that's all you learned about it and i definitely didn't learn about this in school you learned about it through hearing people who grew up you know in that area and that's how I first heard about it. So then when the book came out, it gave a much more detailed example. And it's a great book. Like if you're interested at all, um, David Grant's such a good narrative writer, even with with nonfiction um, details, that he just weaves it together great. But um, it's, it's heartbreaking and it's terrible. And um, it just kind of shows us that here we are 100 years later and uh, not, not many, like a lot's changed, but not a lot of the things that we wish would have changed by now. Um, so anyway, but, but yeah, so the production is starting and if you go to the Oklahoma Film Commission's website, they're actually having cast calls and crew calls for the production. It's supposed to start here in April. So, um, if everything holds out then it'll be up in North Central Oklahoma. So if that's your bag, um, check it out. They're looking for hairstylists, makeup artists, uh, carpenters, food service people, um, some production hands, office workers, just all that stuff. So. Someone could get a new career in the biz through this. Hollyweird. Hollywood. Hollyweird. Hollyweird. Yeah, and then I don't know a lot of details other than Keanu Reeves was spotted in the Plaza District in Oklahoma City eating ice cream. So jealous. And so Chris missed. He he missed it. My new favorite place. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I don't know if he's here doing pre-production on a movie or what, or maybe he just heard Plaza District was cool. It's where Wayne Coyne hangs out, so I don't know. Um, But anyway, so Hollyweird, as Kyle puts it, is taking over um, the Oklahoma arts right now, so... Well, and Cox Convention Center getting turned into a mo- yeah. like a full blown studio. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I just read about that. That yeah, they're turning like sound into sound stages, and so um, I think the people behind that are hoping that Oklahoma City and Oklahoma could become like the next Atlanta in terms of production. So who knows? Who knows? Great. So yeah, I mean, we can just take all the uh, Pure Flix movies. We can just do them here. Yeah, yeah. I think half of them are already done here anyway. Half of them are done. Or we could just not, or we could just stop doing them. Yeah. Yeah. We could just buy them out to close it down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We've got, it's a kind of a reverse studio type thing. Like we buy the rights to stories so that they never get told. Yeah. So, I mean, what else are you going to use that stimulus money on, right? (laughs) Other than God's Not Dead 4. (laughs) Exactly. Which I think is in pre production. Um, Still not dead. Speak, so. Just can't kill him. <laughs> just just can't take him out. Well, um, there is one other thing we need to talk about, and uh, this is going to introduce a new segment for our podcast. And this segment is going to be called Things Kyle Hates to Talk About. And uh, even though Kyler couldn't be with us today Rude. in this recording, uh, we, we set aside some time so that Kyler, Chris, and I uh, could discuss the first episode of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney Plus. And we, we recognize that we're a week behind that by the time you hear this, there's actually two episodes out. But hey, we don't care. So um, we're just going to take this segment and we're going to start talking about the things that Kyle doesn't like to talk about. So go ahead and just skip forward. Just hit that 30 second button right there. Skip, 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 skip. 
today on Things Kyle Hates. Kyler, let's talk about Falcon and Winter Soldier. Chris, <laughs> the button. <laughs> yes! Yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Now, obviously, when we're recording this, uh, as we're recording this, only one episode has come out. When you hear this, there will be a second episode. So please understand, we won't be talking about the second episode yet. Yeah. But, Kyler. I'm so excited. Obviously, Kyle hates Falcon and Winter Soldier. We so we care. decided not to include him in this moment. Rightly so. But, one episode in, what are your thoughts? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I... Uh... I wave. I've waited for so long for this. Um, first ten minutes, my jaw was on the floor. Yeah. Me and one of my best friends, we were watching it together. Like we made a whole like movie night out of it. And literally, after like it's just straight, pretty much straight action the first ten minutes. And yeah. after that, like ended, we just looked at each other wide eyed, like the coolest thing we've ever watched. <laughs> Um, and I, I, it came straight out of my mouth, but I was like, first 10 minutes is greater than anything WandaVision ever put out. (laughs) (laughs) It was definitely like more, uh, riveting, like more exciting. Yeah. I mean, and it's saying that like I'm aware that's a very broad statement for just the first 10 minutes, which I don't totally stand by that, but I'm, I say I watch Marvel for the action, not for like the the emotionalism yeah so like that's why i really didn't vibe with wandavision it just got too like i don't know like for me (laughs) but i but i am excited because of the way marvel's like going in the direction of like character development Mm -hmm. and like expository stuff and yeah well i think that's why marvel is moving to tv is because they can well a they've got the they've got all the money and the power to do it with disney plus now but b like i think they know they can develop some of these side characters because you know presumably for the for the near future a lot of their big name stars are gone you know tony and chris evans and uh um you know after this black widow movie you know so scarlett johansson so some of these big Mm -hmm. name people and they're probably thinking well we've got to figure out how to build these other characters to keep Mm -hmm. this whole universe moving and so i think they're going to use tv to do that like i'm kind of on the other side i i feel like i've seen enough action that it's like i want the character development yeah and the emotional things and we'll talk about that but like with bucky like i'm all in on bucky's story already Mm -hmm. Just the opening scene with him sitting at the psychiatrist, his therapist. Um, and uh, spoilers to everybody, if you haven't watched the first episode yet. Like Chris, who's listening to all this, go ahead and... <laughs> spoiler, um, Bucky's in therapy. Yeah, I know. That may not be much of a spoiler. I think people probably assume he, he needs lots and if lots of If you ever assumed he wasn't going to therapy, <laughs> that's but, a different conversation. Yeah. But uh, yeah, those first 10 minutes, it's uh, Sam uh, on some kind of mission. And we see uh, the, I can't remember his name, it was like Batroc or something like that, but he was a, a, a terrorist leader in Winter Soldier at mm-hmm. the beginning. And so he got away at the beginning of Winter Soldier and he gets away here. But it was kind of the 10 minutes you said your jaw was on the floor. Mm-hmm. It may have been for two reasons. One, the action and then the flying squirrels. <laughs> yeah, well... I think Marvel's always done a really good job about like being like obviously this is action and superheroes but like realistically it could happen. Mm-hmm. And the, in the first 10 minutes I was like okay this is crazy like action packed but one like 
realistically, the way Falcon is using his arm or whatever to fly, mm. his body could not handle that. Oh, yeah. And then the flying squirrels. So the bad guys, like, they jump out of this plane and they're wearing, uh, what is it called? Like, the suits they wear, like, jumpsuits. Yeah, it's like a jumpsuit. Exactly. Yeah. And then flight, they... Flight suit or whatever. Yeah, whatever. And then they open their arms and <laughs> sure enough, they look like flying squirrels. Yeah, like jumping webbing. from, like, yeah. thousands of feet in the air and, like, swerving through this canyon, like... Landing uh, in helicopters. Yes, like, yeah. a, like a scene from Star Wars. And, like, the, it's just crazy. And I was like, there's no way. And then, then we find <laughs> out their name, the name of their bad guy group is the... Uh, well, Flag Smashers. The Flag is one. Smashers. Yeah, they, they come in a little bit later in the episode. <laughs> and then I also looked at my friend Madison and I said, Are you kidding? Because, <laughs> like, the intensity I just experienced did not equate with the flying squirrel guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely didn't expect that action right out of the gate. And I think that was probably, you know, they were maybe moving in a different direction opposite of Wanda Vision. And you I know, mean, trying to trying to jumpstart everybody from the beginning, maybe. Yeah, it was straight out the gate. Like they said, we're not we're not here to play games. And then they get more into the the story. And I posted on Facebook about it, and one of somebody commented on it and said that um, I guess people aren't as necessarily interested in like Bucky's story so mm-hmm. far, um, but they're more interested in Sam's. And Sam's, it seems like the way they're laying out his story is just like what happened while you got blipped, like yeah. the, I don't know, the weird like tension with his family happening. And it's like kind of, eh. Yeah, well, I think part of that is probably people just know more about Bucky because of the history with Cap. True. And so there, there's some of that backstory already established, but Sam like had no backstory right. ever. And well, know? except that he was in the military. Yeah, except for that. And he was a para rescue or whatever. Yeah. And so like, I think Sam needs the backstory, but mm-hmm. yeah, as, as the story goes on, I think, I think Bucky's is going to be a little bit more interesting because of his past. Well, which is, but, it's going to create a unique balance because you're going to have like the, the home feel good like mm-hmm. family drama versus like unpacking <laughs> traumatic murders yeah. and like yeah. I don't know. Well, that's the again spoilers, but kind of the big thing with Bucky when you find him in therapy is he has a list of people he needs to make amends to. Yes, and um, so you kind of get a glimpse of that list in one scene, but you know he's as part of his trying to, I guess, become a whole citizen again. You know, he's trying to make amends with people that he's wronged, which, you know, in his case, he's generally wronged by killing somebody in their in their uh, sphere of influence. I mean, he was kind of robbed of his humanity for well, yeah. like 80 uh, years. 80 years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a great scene where he goes on a date, uh, you know, and she's like, how old are you? And he's 106. And they laugh. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> like, really? Yeah. And that's, you know, even with Cap, you never really got to see him adjust you know, you would see the glimpses of like, okay, what music do I need to listen to? Or what's this or what's that? Mm-hmm. But you never got to see him really have to learn how to live in a modern world. His, I think Caps was more like surviving. Mm-hmm. Like he was doing all that to survive, but like Bucky's literally having to do all that to Well, and function. he doesn't have Cap anymore. Right. He doesn't yeah. have anyone. Yeah, because apparently, I don't know if old man Cap is still out there, but in this first episode, they kind of make it seem like he's nowhere to be found. You know, because it's a well, few he months. He probably would have died. Well, I mean, did he die like the day he gave the shield to Sam? Well, like he went back in time, so he's old. So he's like. Well, but this is like a few months after that moment, supposedly. 
Right, but so Peggy died during Civil War. Civil War. Yeah. So they're relatively the same age. So Well, I know he would be old. I'm just saying, like, apparently in a couple months, he's gone. Like, the way they talked, he seemed to be no more. If they somehow bring back old man Cap, <laughs> I would feel all sorts of ways. Well, there you go. But <laughs> So anyway, uh, the episode sets up a few new characters. It sets up fan- Sam's sister and her family. Mm-hmm. And um, and then you see these flag smashers. You see kind of one scene where they're uh, stealing from like an art gallery or a bank or something. I'm not really sure. There's something in bags. Oh, they're robbing a bank. Yeah, that's what it yeah. seemed like. Yeah. Uh, so, um, but yeah. And then the very end is the big reveal. How did you feel about that? <sighs> I kind of saw it coming. I thought they were going to like honor Sam and Bucky for what they did. But yeah. of course they wouldn't because, you know. Yeah, so Sam gave up the shield, supposedly to give it to the Smithsonian mm-hmm. as part of their Captain American exhibit, um, but that's not what happened. So nope. at the end, the Department of Defense revealed a new what? Captain America. A new, a new Captain America. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. That was good. And who has, I must say, maybe it was the helmet he's wearing with the chin strap. It had like the squarest jaw I've and ever his, seen. Yeah. <laughs> and his <laughs> nose was square too. No yeah, offense to the actor, he, but it was just like not he Chris Evans. Looked, he kind of looked like uh, Mr. Incredible. No, he looks like um, the old man off of Up. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I think uh, apologies to Wyatt Russell, who's the actor. Um, who looks playing... better with a beard and he plays in everything he's in he plays <laughs> with the beard yeah, i don't i've never seen him that i know of in anything so this is new but uh, i was just taken aback i was like wow he's a square-headed gentleman so <laughs> um apologies again wyatt maybe it's just the helmet but uh so yeah that was a, a big you know episode uh i think it's about 40 minutes long so i think it, i i thought one episode in it was it was the perfect beginning to this whole new series. Oh, agreed. And it was it was slow after yeah. the first 10 minutes. It really was. But they're like, why would you want it to be fast-paced the whole time? Yeah. They're just really trying to build. And pi- all pilots, every single yep. series ever, pilots are rough. Yeah. Well, and the, the, kind of the only thing that I'm a little uh, wary of so far is this is only a six-episode season. So I'm like, well, now they've only got five episodes. And like, we know Zemo is <laughs> going to be in it. But... Uh, you know, he was not introduced in the first one. We know mm-hmm. uh, Peggy's, uh, what is it, grandniece? Niece, yep. Uh, that she's going to be in it. She mm-hmm. wasn't introduced. Sher- Sharon? Is it Sharon? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so uh, there's a lot to, to get to. But, um, you know, is there anything else that uh, we want to talk about while we're talking about things Kyle hates? I mean, I'll just add that I think Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie are fantastic actors. Big I, fan. Their chemistry, impeccable. Every interview I've watched with them, hilarious and uh we will we will link a video in the show notes that uh, kyler is genuinely in love with right now yeah it makes me happy yeah so go to the show notes you can check it out it was i guess from an interview it looked like from entertainment weekly yeah um so but yeah and then i don't know if we can see this or not but this is kyler's favorite picture right now it's just a picture of bucky Sitting in isolation. Everyone needs therapy. <laughs> Actually, he's in the woods. He's just a man in the woods. Just a man in the woods. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so I guess that's that's it for things Kyle hates this week. This Is there week, anything? I mean, while we're here, like, what else does Kyle hate? Oh, uh, 
Me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, I'm well, kidding. Well, we'll leave that one for another week. Well, <laughs> if the but, shoe fits. Uh, if the shoe fits. Well, Kyler, thank you so much. Uh, yes. It's been a busy week, and I hate that you couldn't have been on the, the entirety of the show this week as we prep for Easter, but... Um, Thank you for joining us for this segment. No problem. Anytime you want to talk about Bucky Barnes, I'm there. Well, we'll be back next week, and uh, we'll be talking about episode two next week. Reason so. 572, Bucky Barnes is one of them. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, she, she'll, she'll, by the end of this season, she'll have all of her reasons. There's so a thousand. They'll be, they'll be written out. At least. So. <laughs> um, it'll be your manifesto. <laughs> but <laughs> thank you, Kyler, and uh, we'll see you next week. So that was our first ever segment of things Kyle doesn't want to talk about. Kyle, what do you think? Um, first of all, rude. <laughs> you could have made it a segment called "Things the World Doesn't Care About." Um, secondly, yeah, who cares? No one cares. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> no one cares. Well, uh, you know, it's only six weeks this time. It's not uh, nine weeks like one division was. So. Oh yeah, that it was. Uh, the segment is actually. Another reason Kyle is better than better than y'all. So, oh, holier okay. than y'all. Holier, holier. holier. Well, uh, that's a great yeah. segue, Kyle, because as we wrap this episode up, uh, we mentioned it's Holy Week off the top, and um, just kind of wanted to talk. Obviously, this time of year uh, is busy for anyone in the church, but it seems like um, creatives in the church, you know, usually that month to two months before Easter, kind of similar to Christmas. Uh, it's just all out. You got to prep. You know, usually if there's like a new stage design or if there's a new equipment install or anything like that, it's always the pressure is to be done by Easter. Um, and we know Easter is a, is a big deal, and we know it's the thing that's right to celebrate uh, in the Christian faith. But um, before we start talking about like the creative side of it, because we know there are struggles and there's joys with it, um, what does Easter mean for you guys? I mean, I know there's like the default answer of, well, it's it's the 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 reason for our faith. I mean, it's the Jesus died for our sins. He rose again. Like that's why Easter is important. But like for you personally, like what is it that you enjoy about Easter? That's a great question. I'm looking forward to finding out this year for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> because you, you don't have to be like, working yeah, this in will church. be the first year in the past, I don't know, eight or nine years that I get to decide exactly what we want to do on Easter Sunday. And so, do you know what you're doing yet? Nope. Don't have a clue. Oh, that's nice. Well, I bet that that will be a different feeling for you. I mean, just knowing, like you said, eight or nine yeah. years since you've yeah, had that. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, the last, you know, several years, it's been like exactly what you said. Well, we've got to get this done by Easter. It's like we're, it's almost like if we are just like frantically trying to create the best bug light to attract all the bugs. And so. Mm. Wow. <laughs> and <laughs> so. <laughs> If we have the, yeah. the sound, the won't, won't, won't. Yeah. That? <laughs> I mean, that's exactly, <laughs> that's, that's almost how detached, like, from the reality of, like, oh, this is not about some of this stuff that I've, mm -hmm. in meetings I've been in, you know, and so I think it's really hard sometimes when you are staying up late and you're working all this time and it's really, really easy to get the, the message skewed of exactly what's the importance behind it and so mm -hmm. um not to say that any of those things are bad but whenever that becomes the mentality of like oh we're doing this so when we have our highest attendance of the year people will be impressed i think that is 
missing the mark yeah. 100%. Well, and it's probably never a good thing if you're exhausted, you know, the day you're supposed to be able to celebrate. I mean, for your Christian faith, um, that's usually not a good thing. And I will say, I mean, I feel like you guys have probably seen it too, like the 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 spectacle of Easter Sunday in many, like, I feel like in many churches it has, like, they've pulled back a little bit um, because it was the, it seemed like that was when some churches would, like, just pull out all the stops and they would do, like, the three things that they would never, ever do in another service yeah. during the year. And it, it does seem like they've pulled, a lot of churches have pulled back a little bit. It's always still a big deal, but I, I do appreciate that maybe they're starting to to understand that this, the, the get them in spectacle, um, you know, that maybe that's the bug not, zapper, the bug zapper yeah, spectacle. That's, that's good. Um, I don't know. So, Chris, you know, uh, you grew up in a smaller church, you're a pastor's kid. Um, you know, like, what's your perspective of it? How, how's it, how, hey, what does it mean to you? And then what are your feelings about it? I think, okay, I'll, I'll fill the time all you think with your, with yourself, Chris. Um, I think uh, for me, like anytime Christmas, Easter, those, you know, were the Thanksgiving, I'm trying to think, but Christmas and Easter, at least when it comes to the religious holidays where we get together with family that we don't get together any other time throughout the year. Mm-hmm. I think that's important for me, especially now that I'm, you know, when I was growing up, I saw my cousins all the time. We lived together and we got to see each other. Now it's literally just maybe these two times a year I get to see them. And I don't know, it, it brings a new type of gratitude of like thankfulness for the people that have gone before us and like their Christian faith. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like my grandparents aren't with us anymore, but without them, would any of us be followers of Christ? Like, would I be a follower of Christ if my, you know, great grandparents weren't evangelists that traveled around the state living in tents, you yeah. know, like it just makes me, this makes me reflective about that time and wonder like, man, how would I, where would I be without those that gone before me? Not that that is what Easter is about, but, I'm always excited whenever I get to be around, you know, just learn more about, not learn more, but like be totally immersed in like my family and my heritage, like all the way in. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's great. And I think, you know, it's a great reason to to spend time with family and to uh, celebrate family. And obviously, you know, not everyone has a, has a great family to, to go home to or want to spend time with. But, uh, if, if those moments are there, um, I think Easter is the perfect time to celebrate with family because, again, if it, especially if it's a family that's founded in a Christian tradition, um, what better time to celebrate together than on Resurrection Sunday? Um, Chris, uh, I want to circle back around to that, Kyle, but Chris, what are your thoughts? No, that's that's a great point, bringing family, because, like, I was a pastor's kid, so, like, when I was younger, living at home, uh, Easter was, like, always one of my least favorite times of the year, Hmm. just because like what you were saying, how we, okay, this is going to be our highest attendance. We got to make sure everything is perfect. And so like, really, I didn't really get to appreciate and just kind of reflect on the meaning of Easter and like the power that's behind, behind it as I do now, which I'm very thankful now. uh, I'm really more appreciative of, of the day. And just, you really, I, during that day, I really just reflect on like how that's just such a staple in our faith and mm. stuff like that. So it's it's definitely a different viewpoint now than it was when I was younger. So well, that's good. I mean, I you know I I dread the thought that um, especially creatives in the church, but anyone in the church 
I, I hate the thought that they dread Easter Sunday, um, yeah. you know, just because of the, the workload or because of the late nights or all that. I just feel like that that's a, you know, a, a misstep in the church if that's if that's the case. Like if you're sitting there listening and like, well, honestly, I just don't really like Easter because it's just so got so much to do or it's not that I don't like it. I just don't have time to observe it. Um, I, I do feel like that's a misstep in the church today if that's um, the case we might be living in. But I think it's just, it's a great time to celebrate. And I think it's great to do big things. I think it's great to realize people are go- going to come into your doors. Um, so I'm not saying like you can't, you know, don't do anything, but it's just like, I think there's got to be moderation. We still have to find times um, to personally observe what Easter means. And yeah. even going through Good Friday and and, you know, the darkest day of Saturday and, and all those things. Like if we're, you know, we talk about Lent as walking with Jesus to the cross. Well, if we walk with him all the way to the cross, but don't go with him through the cross, um, what's the point of Lent? You know, what's the point of, of taking those steps? So, um, yeah, I just really hope that we can find time to observe it. Uh, Easter is is extremely personal to me. Kyle, you talked about the family. Um, you know, this isn't something I, I share much or because it's, you know, most people don't want to talk about it. But, you know, my dad passed away on Easter Sunday. So Easter for me is extremely personal. And it's extremely, um, as weird as this sounds, it's extremely exciting to get to celebrate it. And it's easy for me to not lose perspective because, you know, there's there is something weirdly poetic about, a, you know, a man I've known my whole life to be a pastor who, you know, goes to be with the Lord you know, on Easter Sunday. So, um, you know, it's extremely personal and, uh, but I enjoy just getting to celebrate what it means. And I hope we don't lose sight of it, um, no matter how busy we get. And, and obviously the, anyone even outside the church, life is busy. Spring is usually busy. You've got all kinds of activities and things going on, but just, you know, try this week to, to, to focus your heart and your mind on, on why we profess a Christian faith. And it's about Jesus, you know, going to the cross and then being risen from the dead. So, yeah. As again, as a creative, don't let this is what I would always do was let, and I just was thinking about how hypocritical it was of me. Like the one day of the year where we ultimately celebrate that Jesus ultimately took away our burdens, you know, like he, you know, he told us to cast our cares mm-hmm. and our burdens upon him. And then Easter, when he rose, like rose from the dead, that was him showing us he's got the power to carry all those burdens, yeah. right? Yep. That one day is whenever we oftentimes put the most amount of burden upon ourselves yeah, instead of, and so it's like, how hypocritical can we be sometimes of, uh, you know, like, this is what we're celebrating. Christ can carry all of our burdens. He's got the ultimate power. So in order to celebrate that, we're going to overload ourselves with all these extra burdens. And mm-hmm. so yeah, I just think it's a, <laughs> I think something to think about going into to not allow it to happen. Yeah, I think you're 100% correct. And I think it's, you know, we've talked a lot about it. It takes effort. Um, it's a challenge to follow Jesus and to uh, truly, truly love him and, and love him with our heart, mind, and soul and strength. And, um, you know, we just hopefully can't lose sight of that in the midst of doing the work. Um, you know, we do the work for the Lord, and sometimes we forget to serve the Lord, I think. Um, so uh, happy, happy Holy Week, everybody. Um, we're walking with Jesus steadily to that cross, but uh, we know on this coming Sunday, that there is an eternal hope um, because Christ is risen indeed. So um, you guys have anything else you'd like to add on that before we get out of here? Happy Easter, everyone. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Um, well, uh, 
you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I like that discussion. And um, we do hope you guys have a great Easter. And um, if you need a few days to rest and relax after Easter Sunday, uh, please, please take it. Um, you need to, you need to rest, you need to recuperate, spend time with the Lord, spend time with your family. Uh, maybe, maybe spend time, uh, just in solitude, um, just to get away from, from all the noise, uh, for a day or an hour or whatever, but, um, just have a great week, everybody. Um, Kyle, do you got anything before we head out of here? Yeah. I was just going to say if anyone that week after Easter sends you, anyone on, on your staff sends you, uh, some type of meeting invite, about Christmas, uh, quit your job, and delete them from your contact list. Because um, that's ridiculous. Wow, Chris. I got nothing. What about Kyler? Does she have anything for us? Hey, boys. For Kyler Clapp, for Chris Ainsworth, and for Kyle Lee. I'm Jason Evans. We hope you guys do have a wonderful Holy Week and an amazing Easter Sunday. So we'll see you guys next week. Hey.